0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's
0: eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, and you know this man. I absolutely love being in the podcast industry. Love those of you that check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast three days a week. I thought Andrew Brandt was phenomenal today, talking in particular about franchise tags, and the implications of even having that designation. Highly encourage you to check out the Raw Tucker Football Podcast today. Tomorrow, Greg Cosell and I, we're going to do a deep dive into schematic trends that he noticed in the NFL this year. You're going to want to hear that from our guy, Greg Cosell. Again, Raw Tucker Football Podcast. Even Money Podcast, super popular. I loved it going over the state of the betting industry with Ben Fox this week as Steve Fezzik had the week off. Of course, college draft with Emory Hunt is always fantastic. We're diving into the prospects hot and heavy starting on Monday where we start episode one of our pre-draft series focused on the quarterbacks before Emory heads to the combine. We might talk about the combine On this show next week with my guy, Joe Dolan. You can check him out on social media like I do at FG underscore Dolan. I, of course, am at Ross Tucker NFL. I think most of you know, but the podcast network handle, whatever, at Ross Tucker pod. So certainly follow at Ross Tucker pod. Then you know when everything's posted. The show is part of the DraftKings network, which means... We're on Roku and Samsung TV and Zumo. It's pretty awesome. Or you can always just check us out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Whether you want the full episode and video or just the highlight clips, Joe's usually good for about three to five a week. I take notes while Joe is talking because it's awesome. I've been really looking forward, Joe, to this one. I know we touched on it briefly last week with Greg Roman and Ryan Grubb, but there's a lot of new coordinators, a lot of new play callers in the NFL after all these musical chairs just unfolded. I want to start to get your insight, the kind of insight, by the way, that you can get over at FantasyPoints.com when you use the code 24 feet So, Joe, I don't know a better way to go about it, So I've got a list pulled up by team of the coaching changes and I'm just going to go through it. I think it looks like it's alphabetical order. So we'll get to as many as we can. If we don't get to all of them, we'll do it in a later episode, maybe along with the combine preview next week. But let's start in Atlanta with Zach Robinson and your thoughts on the new play caller for the Atlanta Falcons.
1: A young guy. Um, Obviously um the nerds are taking over. Zach Robinson who actually played in the NFL but also spent a couple of years at Pro Football Focus um as a quarterback analyst is now the play caller for for Raheem Morris. Um so when you get a guy who's never called plays before the only thing you can really draw on is his experience and who he's coached under and what kind of influences he might end up um he might end up having as a coach and well it's yet another McVay guy as a coach he has coached under Sean McVay his entire career up until now from 2019 through 2023 um the last couple of years he was the passing game coordinator with the Rams um and he started as an assistant quarterbacks coach with the Rams so what do we know about the Rams and what do we know about some of the McVay guys in the NFL like Kevin O'Connell this might be music to the ears of everybody who had to deal with Arthur Smith and, you know, getting the ball to Kadaryl Hodge and John U. Smith and Tyler Algier, the Los Angeles Rams and the Minnesota Vikings, two of the more prominent McVay offenses in the NFL, get the ball to their good players. They do Minnesota, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison. I know Minnesota struggled to to really replace Dalvin cook this year, but ultimately, you know, Kevin O'Connell was a bell cow running back guy. We talked about Sean McVay last week being a running back Uh He uses them and abuses them and then finds the next one. But the thing is, he does focus on a bell cow running back. Um, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, you know, like I mentioned, Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. And What do we, we complain about with Arthur Smith? He didn't get the ball to his good players. So in theory... This is good news for B. John Robinson. This is good news for Drake London. This is good news for Kyle Pitts. The problem is who's throwing on the football. Could it be Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins knows the system. Could it be a rookie? It's not going to be Desmond Ritter, and it's not going to be H.B. Heineke. We know that. So they're going to have a new quarterback, but in theory, Zach Robinson's offense will have a, a focus on getting the ball in the hands of his good players. I like the sound of that. That,
0: sound, that sounds good. Man, based on, like, Karen Williams and some of the usage there,
1: Bijan could have a huge yeah. year. And, look, Tyler Algier's a good player. But they drafted Bijan Robinson eighth overall. You don't draft a guy eighth overall to give him a handful of carries and let Tyler Algier close games. That's not the way you're supposed to use a guy like that. I think Bijan could have a huge year. He is currently carrying um, on some best ball sites a first-round ADP. I think a lot of folks are going to be scared away from that, but I would not be shocked at all if Bijan has a monster year. You know, my
0: question is, Joe, when I think the Rams, I think slot receivers, not necessarily Mm -hmm. like a big guy like Drake London, although I'm sure they could move him in the slot a little bit. And I'm curious what you think it means for Pitts in particular.
1: Yeah, um, look, the Rams and the Vikings both had offenses that used tight ends, especially the Vikings. Obviously, you saw TJ Hawkinson and what he did uh, with them. Um, So I think Pitts, though, I think you can use him in the slot. You can line him up outside. Look, I I think most NFL receivers at this point are capable of lining up uh, outside and in the slot. I think both of those guys, depending on what we see from – Zach Robinson this offseason, that's going to be a big storyline. Ooh, pay attention to those beat writers. Man, Kyle Pitts is in the slot a lot. Um, he's playing the Cooper Cup role. Drake London's playing the Cooper Cup role. It'll be really interesting to see what's going on uh, in training camp.
0: All right. Carolina Panthers. But Bills, we don't need to talk about. Joe Brady called the plays the second half of the year. Yeah, Carolina Panthers, we don't need to spend a ton of time on because we do have the book at least a little bit on Dave Canales. Now the offensive coordinator is Brad Idzik. He is John Idzik, the former Jets GM's son. He's the OC, but Canales will be calling the plays there in Carolina. What does that mean, Joe? What what can we expect for Bryce Young and some of the skill guys,
1: Miles Sanders perhaps, there in Carolina? Well, first and foremost, I think they got somebody... Who- I think getting an offensive-minded coach, even though they just had one in Frank Reich, was imperative for the Carolina Panthers because they needed somebody who's going to help rebuild Bryce uh, Bryce Young. And, you know, I think the first comparison everybody's going to point to is, look who just had a career year with with Dave Canales, an undersized quarterback in Baker Mayfield, although Baker's much thicker than Bryce Young, um, who's probably going to end up getting a second contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ross, I have to be honest with you, this is a tough one for me to get a handle on because the new GM, Dan Morgan, they're going to have to make some moves this offseason. They obviously um, do not have their first pick in the draft, which is because they ended up getting Bryce Young, and the entire focus is on rebuilding Bryce Young. Um Carolina, no first-round pick, Um, coming off of one of the worst seasons in NFL history for a rookie quarterback. There is a lot of work to do here for Dan Morgan, and everything should be about insulating Bryce Young, whether that's signing a bunch of offensive linemen. That offensive line was not very good. Ross, um, you watch offensive linemen closer than I do, but have you been disappointed by Iki so far in his NFL career? Yeah, for sure.
0: I thought he would take a, a step this past year. If anything, I thought he played worse. Yeah, he did the second half of his rookie year
1: so that you have this in theory franchise left tackle who is not protecting your in theory franchise quarterback and it's led to a disaster. They do not have good wide receivers. We said this a hundred times this season. Adam Thielen is a good player. Still a good player cannot be your best weapon in the year 2023 and he sure as hell can't be your best weapon in the year 2024. They couldn't run the football at all. The thing about Canales is, I need to see what these off-season moves are because this was a, a, a league worst uh, offensive personnel and a league worst offense last year. Dan Morgan, you've got a lot of work to do this off-season. Um, would really like to see them make some signings that can help insulate Bryce Young.
0: Well, in Carolina, at least we kind of know who the quarterback will be. In Chicago, we know who the coordinator is. Yeah. In Shane Waldron. Man, it sounds a lot like, Joe, they're going to take a quarterback with the number one overall pick.
1: They – it feels like if they weren't, they would – and now, it is different. The Arizona Cardinals pick fourth, okay? Everybody thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. They were close, but they weren't. Arizona picks fourth, and they have been adamant. I mean, they were adamant while the season was still going on. Kyler's our guy. Kyler's our guy. Kyler's our guy. We're building around Kyler. The Chicago Bears have said none of that. I know that I don't care about the Justin Fields Instagram stuff. But here, the thing is here, if you feel like you've got an opportunity to reset the clock. So... We still don't know about Justin Fields, right? We're like, oh, you know, you know, he had had some flashes. All right, well, now you're like a couple weeks away from having to pick up his fifth-year option. At the very least, if you draft Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever you take at number one overall, you can reset that clock. They're going to draft a quarterback, um, which is what's going to make it a little bit difficult to look at uh, what's going on um, with with Shane Waldron's offense. But what we do know is Shane Waldron um, essentially – brought Geno Smith from the depths and Geno Smith ended up being a pro bowl level quarterback under Shane Waldron. So we know he's got acumen in coaching up quarterbacks. The run game was good under Shane Waldron. Obviously Ken Walker, who's a different kind of running back, but he's had a lot of success. They also drafted Zach Charbonnet receivers. They put the ball in the hands of their good players, Tyler Lockett, um, DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba so I feel like this is good news for DJ Moore in Chicago it's just a matter of who is throwing the football at this point we don't know I think you're right they're going to draft a quarterback but you've been talking to Amory Hunt on the college draft podcast that debate for the number one quarterback I think is way more wide open than a lot of people anticipated at this point it's just a matter of who Chicago likes the best can you
0: imagine if Chicago took Drake May because for Bears fans, North in Carolina, their mind, that's yeah. like Trubisky two 0. I mean, it's like a North Carolina. I mean, he's guy. He's way more talented than Trubisky. White guy. I, I agree, but a North Carolina guy, white guy, instead of like a Mahomes or a Deshaun Watson type. Yeah, that that would that would be tough. They they got they'd have to have some real confidence and belief in Drake May. That would not be setting him up for success.
1: Yeah, I I mean I feel like it's going to be Caleb. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting. And by the way, they're going to get a decent pick for Justin Fields too. The Bears have a lot of optionality here. They have two top 10 picks. They're going to get virtually, I would think, another high pick because I think Justin Fields will get them a second. I think he will, uh, depending on, um, I'm not sure what maybe Andrew Brandt thinks about that, but th- there's enough talent there with Justin Fields where I think somebody's going to convince them that we can we can put him in our offense and have success, including a guy who uh, we'll, we'll maybe talk about a little bit later on this program.
0: It's DiGiorno. You got to have something delicious to eat your pizza with. I recommend Labatt Blue Light. Whether you're drinking with friends, family, it's okay to drink Labatt Blue Light by yourself. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. We move forward. You know, we don't really need to talk about Dan Pitcher in Cincinnati because Zach Taylor is still calling the plays or. Ken Dorsey in Cleveland because Kevin Stefanski is still calling the plays. We do though, need to talk about Luke Getze in Las Vegas. Another one, Joe, isn't it a coincidence? Not at all, that for most of these, even though we know the new play caller, we don't know the quarterback, we're not sure about Mm. the skill guys around him.
1: We're we're not, we know damn well that it's not gonna be Jimmy Garoppolo who got suspended, um, and is expected to be cut. now, it's what's interesting here is let's focus on Devontae Adams. Oh, and by the way, yeah, you're right. Josh Jacobs is a free agent. Uh so Josh Jacobs might not be back with 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 Vegas. Um so let's focus on Devontae Adams here when it comes to Luke Getzey. Um, I know Bears fans are not sad to see Luke Getzey go, but let's just let's just focus on Luke Getzey's offense. Devontae Adams, four consecutive seasons with 100 plus catches and 1100 plus receiving yards, 8 plus receiving touchdowns. Um, he was a little frustrating for fantasy this year. Um, if you'll remember, he ended up catching one pass in the fantasy semifinals and then got 21 targets the next week if you managed to survive that. So it was an up-and-down um, up and down game. Um, but we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Under Antonio Pierce last year, who, by the way, Devontae Adams endorsed. Devontae Adams essentially said he was going to force his way out of town if they didn't hire Antonio Pierce. But under, under Antonio Pierce last year, last year in nine games the Raiders were 24th in pass rate over expectation they actually threw the ball less than league average depending on um pass rate over expectation adjust for game situation yardage yards to go time left the Raiders threw the ball at a below average rate oh and by the way the Chicago Bears were 27th in that category under Luke Getzey. again the quarterback has a lot to do with that a a, quarterback, a team quarterback by Justin Fields is not going to rank very highly in pass rate over expectation, nor is a team quarterback by Aiden O'Connell going to rank very highly in a, te- a pass rate over expectation. But Luke Getze's offense has been one that has focused on the run game. But again, with the Raiders, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We don't know who the running back's going to be. It's really hard to get a grasp on what this means for fantasy football.
0: Yeah, I will say this, and I don't know, I can't remember if you mentioned this or not, but... You know, Getze and and Devonta Adams have some history together in Green Bay. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. um, So, look. That's a positive, I would think. Oh, yeah. Antonio Pierce being hired there is a positive. Um, I I apologize for not mentioning Luke Getze's entire background there. um, uh, But... No, I just thought about it. I just yeah, thought about, yeah. it. well, so, when, uh,
0: when when Getze was in Green Bay, so was Devontae Adams. At they know each the, other.
1: He was the wide receivers coach in, in Green Bay. So I think if you're looking for Devontae Adams, if you're a Raider fan who's looking for Devontae Adams to stay in in Vegas, well, he endorsed Antonio Pierce, and he has history with Luke Getze, who was the wide receivers coach in Green Bay uh, in, during uh, Devontae Adams' tenure there. So those are positive things. The problem is, is it a rookie quarterback? Do they sign like a Kirk Cousins? Or do they go get to, do they, do they trade for Justin Fields? I don't know if Luke Getze wants to get on that train again. Uh, but no, I, I think that's good news for Devontae Adams. But Ross, we're talking about a team that the Raiders they should be open for business in terms of building that roster. I wouldn't be shocked if Devontae Adams is on the trade market, even though he likes the coaching hires that they made.
0: We already talked about Greg Roman last week. No Mm -hmm. need to talk about Mike LaFleur for the Rams because we know that's the McVay train. These next two are interesting, though, Joe. Really interesting. Yeah. Again, we don't know who the quarterback will be. But we're talking about Alex Van Pelt with the New England Patriots. Has he called plays before, Joe? Do we have a track record for him? I don't recall.
1: Alex Van Pelt's been around for, like, ever. Um, He was the Bills offensive coordinator in 2009. That was his play-calling experience. Uh, R- Ross, if, if a guy's called plays in 2009 and not since, I'm essentially chalking that up as he doesn't have play-calling experience. That's forever.
0: By the way, um, we were teammates in Buffalo in, in 03. Okay. We were teammates. I was like the backup center. He was the backup quarterback. He got injured that year, like his wrist in pregame warmups. He couldn't throw the ball. And next thing I know, in 04, he was, um, he was doing the games on the radio can't remember who he replaced, but he was doing the games on the radio. Like, I don't even know if he knew his career was over. He was going to get into coaching. But for at least a year, he was doing the games on the radio that year.
1: This is going to be a quarterback development hire. That's what Gerard Mayo here hired Alex Van Pelt for. Um, This past year, I mean, if you're looking at a guy who developed – what a job Van Pelt's done. You know, Joe Flacco off off the street was better than Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett you know, was better than Deshaun Watson. And now obviously he had experience working with Baker Mayfield. He's worked with Andy Dalton, Aaron Rodgers, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so this is a guy who's been around the block in terms of coaching quarterbacks. And you might remember back in 2017 when Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has been pissed at the Packers for longer than we've been doing this podcast, Ross. Um, Alex Van Pelt was Rogers kind of guy and the Packers didn't renew his contract in 2017. And Rogers was mad about that. Um, He's worked with Kevin Stefanski, Zach Taylor, and Mike McCarthy. Um, So he's a West coast guy. Um, Hard to, again, we're talking about a team that not only do we not know who the quarterback is going to be. They have the third pick. Um, They're most frequently mocked Jaden Daniels, but you know, things can change there. Um, And their group of skill position players under contract, is the it's it might be worse than the Panthers group. That's how bad it is. Devonte Parker, Juju, and Ramondre Stevenson is basically the only decent player they have under contract. They don't have a single tight end under contract. So Mike Gesicki, Hunter Henry are they're free agents. Faro Brown's a free agent. So they really have no players on this team. But Alex Van Pelt is there to to mentor the co- next quarterback of the, of the New England Patriots, whomever that might be
0: let's talk Clint Kubiak interesting comments this week Joe from Dennis Allen the head coach in New Orleans saying basically Kubiak's running the best system that's going in the NFL right now he's in the Shanahan tree that's the system he runs it's the most successful in the NFL that's what I wanted
1: Yep. um and again Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback here Derek Carr to me Um, and and this is a, this is a point I made on on Sirius XM radio yesterday. Derek Carr to me is like, if you're somebody who believes that quarterback wins are a thing, Derek Carr is like one of your best arguments for it. Because like all his numbers are like spectacular. He's like top 20 all time in quarterback rating. He's like top 30 all time in passing yards. And he's a sub 500 quarterback. Um, I, I feel like Derek Carr is what he is at this point, but You know, Clint Kubiak's job, he runs that Shanahan scheme. You know, get the quarterback on the move a little bit, move that pocket. Um, I happen to think his father, um, Gary Kubiak, is one of the most underrated coaches in the history of the NFL. I I always loved his offensive scheme. You know he coached a he coached a quarterback. He coached Matt Schaub to a to a season in which he led the NFL in passing. So the Kubiak system, the Shanahan system, has long been successful. You move that pocket, and Derek Carr c- can do those things. Get the ball in the hands of Chris Olave. Uh, Michael Thomas is a free agent. Um, at Perry showed some good things at the end of the year, but the Saints probably need to make a couple of moves. Uh, at wide receiver Rashid Shahid, is he somebody that you can get in the jet sweep game the way Debo Samuel does? He's not built like Debo, but he's got a lot of speed. Is he somebody you can put the ball in the hands of next to the line of scrimmage? You know, um, a lot of interesting things could happen here with Clint Kubiak as the offensive coordinator. And it's going to be good to see the saints do something different. I mean, Pete Carmichael had been there forever. It's actually going to be one of the more interesting, um, saints, uh, seasons coming up in a long time. Alvin Kamara, by the way, still under contract. Um, so do they see some Christian McCaffrey in Alvin Kamara's game? I don't think he's got that kind of juice anymore, but um, they have Kendra Miller there. We know that they like to run the football. At, uh, at the very least, they like to run the football until they don't in the second half in the Kyle Shanahan scheme. will be really interesting to see what the Saints do this offseason, but I like the hire of Clint Kubiak.
0: Boy, there's some big ones that are still left,
1: including Kellen Moore in Philadelphia, yeah. Joe. Ross, I uh, I know you you had a take here um, earlier this uh, morning actually that I saw up on the podcast feed where you were like the Jalen Hurts conversation has gotten out of control, and I agree with that. Well, that's a debate for another for another day. But here's the problem w- w- with the Eagles' offense, and I think you saw it up close. That so dis- so easy to defend, so easy to predict what's going to happen, and the only reason the Eagles move the ball with any sort of consistency. Was because they had spectacular talent. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift, and Jalen Hurts are Pro Bowl players. They had the best offensive line in the NFL. Make things easier for Jalen Hurts. That's all we're asking. Have them play under center a little bit, little drop back play action game. Have m- use motion. The Eagles use motion at the lowest rate in the league. Ross, I don't even un like as just an observer. I don't understand why you would not use motion at a higher rate. It just seems like it's a cheat code for an offense to try to confuse a defense, to get a tell from the defense. Kellen Moore is going to do those things with the Philadelphia Eagles. It's going to be a far more interesting offense to watch than whatever it was they were running with Brian Johnson this past year. It's really interesting, isn't it? Like all these
0: other OCs we've talked about today, Joe. Yeah. Like we don't know who the quarterback is or it's like the Patriots and Panthers, they don't have talent. The Eagles, it's like, we know who the quarterback is. We know the talent. Like, we know the offensive line. Man, Kellen Moore should be in a position to have success. Next week, we'll do a little combine preview. Plus, we got to talk about Arthur Smith and Liam Cohen, Cliff Kingsbury. But right now, I'm stuffed. We're done.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcasts on your favorite platform. <laughs>